This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Back of the Nest Preview Show. Sponsored by PitchSport. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Back of the Nest Preview Podcast. I'm your host, Terence Ford, and after a short time off, we're back to look ahead to West Ham's trip to Sellers Park. Albert and Hesketh are in tow, so with no further ado, let's get into it. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app. You can also get reward points delivered too. So the ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Yes, welcome guys. Welcome. Um, We'll start with saying happy belated birthday to a certain Sam Hesketh. Week off work to go along with it. You've the, the joys of spring. Yeah, uh, just coming back from two weeks off for like Christmas and New Year, I thought I'll give him a week and then I'll bugger off for a week again. That's very nice. <laughs> working hard or hardly working, am I right? Um, and a day off for you as well, Albert? Yeah, not for uh, not for the most pleasant of reasons, but a, a day off nonetheless. Mm, yes, indeed. Well, we won't delve any first further. Let's get into which one should we do this week we'll do we'll do this Damn. one i'm thirsty i want a beer what about you you want a beer i'm gonna leave you three to it man well i'm a bit dubious about this one it's my last one left from the funk range by tiny rebel and it's tropical fruit and bubblegum sour so what i don't know what what, you, what there is to worry about with the with a name like that yeah it would taste like a sour bubblegum so <laughs> we'll see how that goes down uh, you went and got a beer Albert yeah it wasn't it wasn't quite as jazzy as yours I'm afraid I've gone for a Pacifico Clara oh yeah. and it's, it's your fourth beer of the day as well yeah I think it's much I think it's the, I think it's the third I think it's the third honest Ex- exciting show head and um, Hesk if you keep talking about wanting to do this show where we all just get absolutely battered before we start recording so yeah are you, are you, are you stretching into that one well it's it's something that we promised ourselves for the last two years I think and then just haven't done it but as per I'm on the water because it's Friday evening and I know how to live large so 
<laughs> it is Friday, isn't it? Yeah, so we are recording on Friday, so bear that in mind because I think West Ham play before, well, after we record and before we play them, they played Donny in the FA Cup, um, who I think was the last time, last opposition that we scored a cup goal against, so... In 1984. <laughs> what? It was it was Max Meyer as well, wasn't it? Max Meyer did score in that game, and of course we'll get into him shortly. But first, support for the Back of the Nest podcast is brought to you by Manscaped, who is the best in the men's below-the-waist grooming. Manscaped offers precision engineers tools for your family jewels. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code BOTN at manscaped.com. That's 20% off with free shipping at manscaped.com and use the code B-O-T-N. Now, before we started recording, um, Heske, if you was telling me you're watching Chorley against Wolves in the FA Cup and a certain former Palace man's kicking off on the sidelines. Yeah, I put on the second half uh, whilst we were waiting for Albert to turn up. And uh, Traore went down or he went down easy or something happened and the Chorley bench was sort of giving him a, giving him a bit of shit. And there was one coach on the bench who was absolutely pissing himself like pointing and, and laughing at Traore as Traore was getting even more and more upset uh, and on closer inspection it turned out to be Andy Priest. so I was very very much into that what's his hair saying these days his hair is saying nothing he is completely bald who would have thunk it those, glor- those gl- glorious little plaits and all sorts he, he looked great oh terrible Terrible times. He's gone way overboard with the manscaping, obviously. <laughs> you forgot to add, Terence, that if they do use the back of the nest code on manscaped.com, that Heskiff actually comes round and, and does it for you. Did you know that? <laughs> no, I, 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 don't think... <laughs> I don't think I read the small print when I signed up for this. Hang on. <laughs> Hope you got a steady hand, mate. <laughs> well, I mean, he is from France. Bit of, bit of ooh-la-la. Uh, well, <laughs> anyway, look, from one man who likes kicking off in Andy Priest, obviously, to another. Um, Albert, Jason Punchin, it seems, is really starting to get into things in Paphos, getting player of the month, I think, for the second month running, it was saying. Um, have you seen all this? Pa- Paphos has been exploding in the Palace Twitter scene this week. Yeah, I've been very I've been very busy at work, so I can't say I've been scouring the the, the social medias too intensely, but I did see I did see that he'd won player of the month um two months in a row. And I mean I don't know what the bars are like uh out there. I don't know what the other players are like, but you know, it's nice to see him getting some form of glory. The bar the bars are pretty good when I was in Cyprus. Yeah. <laughs> Iron Apple, mate. Yeah. Let's hope he's not. Um, let's hope he's behaving himself on the nights out. Let's put it that way. Yeah, he's having a belt in time. Um, Heskiff, Paphos was saying that um, once everyone's allowed back into stadiums and things get back to normal, they'll be putting special deals on for Palace fans to come over and watch after the response they got to the post on Twitter. Um, you up for that? Yep, amazing, mate. Mate, after the last year or so, go in anywhere on holiday sounds great let alone Cyprus to watch Palace or to watch Punchin even yeah what about you Albert you, you you up for Paphos away yeah I mean I've yeah I've been to I've been to Cyprus before uh I can't say I, I caught any any football um you know maybe maybe Paphos is is you know maybe a bit of a, of a, a more fun day out than Sellers you know <laughs> 
<laughs> just a little bit. Night out might be a bit better pathos, after. Not pathos, i.e. pity or sadness, you know, which is what we normally get at Seller. So yeah, let's let's try pathos. <laughs> yeah, so uh, well, I'm I'm totally up for it. So if it, if it happens and we play them in a friendly, or even if we just go and watch Punch and play for Pathos, if he hasn't retired by the point we're actually allowed to go to stadiums again, I'm I'm well in. Um, well, from one one punch to another, Albert Floyd Mayweather Jr. is buying Crystal Palace. Have you heard this? I can't say I have. No, I, yeah. something tells me it's not all, always <laughs> not what it seems. But I'll I'll go along with it. Go on. Yeah, Fox News in Vegas, or it wasn't Fox News, it was Fox Net or something like that in Vegas, announced that um, he was interested in buying Crystal Palace. But then when you got down to the next line of it, it was it's an ice skating rink in Vegas. So, ah, well, oh. I know which one I'd rather be in charge of. <laughs> um, did you? Um, I, I, actually, I say ice skating rink. It said skating rink, so I don't know. It might just be skating, not ice skating, but. Um, kind of brings back vibes of P. Diddy, doesn't it, Hasgif? Who's on mute? Not a rapper. Uh, yeah, everything's shit. I hate Palace and P. Diddy. Everything's shit. I'm drinking water. Fucking hell. I might as well just go. That was <laughs> spot on. <laughs> Don't even know why I bother turning up. Um, but yeah, P. P. Diddy, Colonel Gaddafi, he, he wouldn't have seemed out of the list. Well, it's Colonel Gaddafi's son, wasn't he? It wasn't actually Gaddafi, but himself. But yeah, Floyd Mayweather Jr. would fit on that list nicely, I reckon. Yeah, it would make the, entr- the team entrance a bit more glam, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it certainly would. But, um, yeah, but Floyd Mayweather would probably start when he's put himself in the team or something, I'd imagine. Um, he might get course- in at this rate. <laughs> yeah can he play up front can he put put the boy in the young bag um former palace goalkeeper we talked we talked i think we might have talked about him on the last show tom king who was who plays in goal for newport he um saved a couple of penalties in the brighton shootout and i've got a hand to a dunk one nearly saved it saved a mope penalty but um after a good week for him he's gone he's gone and scored from a goal kick heskiff and yeah. and got in the Guinness Book of Records for it, ninety six meters. Yeah, not bad. Uh, I saw I saw the goal uh, on Twitter, and obviously the best part of a goalkeeper scoring a goal is the reactions of all of the defenders of the <laughs> you know the team that have just conceded. Yeah, just massive punt from a goal kick bounces once over the goal and goes in. So yeah. not bad. Big old, big old wind assist as well for, for the goal. Um, I mean, Albert it, it might as well get him in as well. <laughs> Someone who can score. It's a, shot, it's a shot, isn't it? It's a shot. We'll take it. Mm. Right. Um, a bit of... Uh, all kicked off on my Twitter feed this week after I posted a picture or a screen grab from Nathan Ferguson's Instagram Um I know you saw this, Heskiv. I don't know if you saw it, Albert, but he posted a picture of uh, Lamptey from Brighton signing a new contract um, on his Instagram. And it's uh, a picture of Lamptey standing in front of a massive Brighton crest. And needless to say, I was shocked to find such a pro-Brighton-looking post in my Instagram feed for starters. But then to see that it was Nathan Ferguson who posted it, I was... um, I was a bit upset. Uh, I don't think Palace players should be posting this. Am I, am I overreacting? No. No, well, I, yeah, listen. I, 
again, without looking at your response, I'm sure it was fairly measured, Terence. I know you're not a lunatic. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't. I don't want to see. I don't want to see Palace players posting Brighton content unless it's like Wilf's kind of baiting type messages that he does sometimes. I don't want to see. I don't want to see that. No one wants to see that. Yeah, I don't. I don't think I was particularly out of line. I, don't, I got told to grow up a few times, um, saying that you know I, I should just be leaving alone. People saying I'm massively overreacting, um, but I was. I, I sort of referenced it. Wilf Zaha was on uh, Jamie Jamie Carragher's podcast, and he talked about the players in the Palace changing room not really understanding the Palace Brighton rivalry. And he did also then say, you know. Back in the back when he first started playing for Palace and we'd play Brighton, uh, players like Paddy MacArthur would um, really know what it means to the fans. So <laughs> maybe shouldn't take what I should take with what we'll say with a pinch of salt. But um, yeah, so, so it just all sort of like stemmed from that. I was already pissed off from that podcast of listening to us, you know, saying that the change room doesn't it doesn't feel like a derby before games is what Wilf was saying. And then we've got Nathan Ferguson posting this. Um, Heskiv, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I was going to say. I mean, it, I, I'm, I feel the same as you. They Brighton's players always seem more up for it as a sort of derby rivalry game than than we do. So it doesn't really, with that in the back of my head, it doesn't really help that a player's sort of bigging up, bigging up your rivals. Like I understand, you know, they're probably mates, and I get it. But drop them a text, mate. DM. Yeah. Don't need to. Yeah. Don't need to be seeing a Brighton shirt on the on the feed. Yeah, and also what pissed me off about it as well is a fucking banging picture. That's what that's what really upset me about it. <laughs> I was like, where's this sort of content? You've seen these ones at Mateta holding a corner flag swag. Like, seriously, it upset me. But um, but yeah, I was, I, I, I was, I was surprised. Now uh, we're getting to the real root of the problem. <laughs> I love it. But I was, no, I was just genuinely surprised at the reaction of some Palace fans um, who... You know, just like it's his mate, leave him alone and all sorts of things like that. But, you know, uh, I'd be surprised to see him um, having grown up, I believe, a West Brom fan. If it, I'm not imagining I'm going to see him posting anything congratulating Wolves players at any point in the near future. Um, but again, I think I think Wolf have to, has to take some responsibility here. And like, you know, he's the senior leader in that changing room when it comes to being Palace. And if he's saying that the changing room in a Brighton game doesn't feel any different and they don't really understand what he means, he should be getting hold of them and letting them know damn well what it means to the fans and how important it is. Because I mean, to, to Roy, Roy had to get an absolute paste in at Brighton away in the FA Cup that time after we lost there and we lost to them a couple of times in a row. Um I was going to say, and Roy, I'm sure Roy's come out on the record, not necessarily recently, a couple of seasons ago, and almost said the same thing. Am I making that up? Oh, well, he he come out and he had to clarify that he knew that it meant something to the fans and that he, he wants them to win it. But like, a lot of football managers don't really care about it, do they? For them, it's just another game and another. It's just three points. They don't want to or know. not. Sometimes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it hasn't been. Well, I guess it. We took four off of them last season, I guess, didn't we? Um, and what one point this season? So I don't know. But you know, there's there was those that season they did the double over us. Both of those performances were completely abject, and it's not what you want to see. And you got Palace players on one hand here congratulating him and um, congratulating Brighton players. But could you imagine 
I can only imagine what Lewis Dunk would do to a Brighton player if they did that to a Crystal Palace player. So, um, oh. mm, indeed, we need more what Tyrick Mitchell did. So, Tyrick Mitchell was squared up to Lamptey when we played him earlier this season, if you remember that on the sideline. It was, oh, yes. um, yeah, it was, <laughs> it looked like a scene from, um, what do you call it, uh, The Wolf of Wall Street when they get all the dwarves into the office. <laughs> it did, did, did look like he picked a fight with a ball boy. <laughs> yeah, but Tyrant Mitchell is not that big himself either. But we're going to stay on Tyrant Mitchell because Heskiff, he's he signed with Salthouse in the last week as his agent. And now he's all over the newspapers saying that he's out of contract in six months. Um, this is, it's just typical Salthouse behavior, isn't it? I didn't know that about him signing with Salthouse, actually. But yeah, the, well... This evening, just before we were recording, I saw a, a link from, I think, The Standard saying that Arsenal were looking at him uh, and the summer on the BBS was saying, oh, he's, he's six months before he's out of contract, which I I mean, I'm pretty sure that I, I read he'd signed an extension somewhere. It seems a bit stupid if we're letting that, that run down. Um, yeah, I mean, I mean we're, we're absolutely not. I'm, I'm almost positive he's signed the new contracts, but, you know, we're we're a bit weird with announcing contracts so it hasn't just probably hasn't been announced yet yeah i mean it, like you say with, with an agent like that it doesn't surprise me that stories start to coming out about bigger teams in inverted commas wanting him um probably doing it for an extra couple of grand a week or something isn't he yeah but i mean i mean he he's he's fully our first choice number one left back now and he's so um i like i said i think it'd be stupid if we if we don't sign to a contract, I think, like you said, I think we probably have, and we certainly shouldn't be letting him go. So, pinch of salt, that that sort of story. Mm. Well, there is someone we have let go, uh, Albert, and that's Max Meyer, after what well, I'll kindly put down to, I guess, as a, a failed experiment, albeit a very, very expensive one. Um, are you sad to see him go, or do you think it's the right thing to let him go, and what's your thoughts on it? I think it's the. I certainly think it's the right thing to let him go because, like you say, it it hadn't worked. It clearly was never going to work. He, you know, he couldn't even, you know, find his way onto the bench at times or grab any. You know, I'm not not they're in the we're in the cups a lot these days, but you know, was re, you know rarely found himself on the pitch. You know, so I think it's the right thing to let him go, but it's. Whether I'm happy about it, though, is is another thing. I, it's, I don't know. Listen, we never know what goes on. You don't see the players trained. don't know what their relationships are. But it just seems very, very strange that um, for whatever reason, it might be completely Max Meyer's fault. It might not be. But it just seems very, very strange that he was so frozen out um, at a time where, you know, we had, you know, we've over the past, how long has he been? Is it two years? Or was it eighteen months? I think so three now, three years. Yeah, I mean, you know, we've had we've had players banging form in the middle of the park. You know, James MacArthur, if he's available, yeah, he's in the team. And you know, Luca was on a real purple patch for a while, not so much in in recent months. But you know, you just sort of thought that there was still an opportunity for a player like Max Meyer to come in, but he never really came in and and looked like he was able to to, to pick a position and say that's the position that. I'm going to try and make my own. He, you know, he came on, he'd, he'd float around and and look, was quite tidy on the ball, but you know, he just never really did much, as as much as I'd like to have seen it happen. And like I say, I can only speculate as to why that is. But yeah, I mean, 
to let him go. Fair enough. We're obviously, obviously not confident that anyone was going to actually give us any money for him. So it's probably just, you know, our feeder saying, and see you later. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I, I think it's a bit hard to say he didn't really do that much. I think it, it, it was the times he was off, off the bench when we were 1-0 down, he'd come on and uh, him and Wilf linked up a few times well. Um, he scored a couple of goals and whatever, but... Heskiff, I know uh, you were, well, we were both big fans in terms of like wanting to see more game time. Mm. Um, But in that amount of time, do you get the impression that if he was good enough, he should have been able to force his way in? Yeah, I think playing sort of sticking stubbornly to certain systems obviously didn't help either. Um, There's no doubt he's a talented player. He's obviously technically really good. And like you say, he he did show some good glimpses. in, in the few times he played, but I think with if he doesn't fit into the system that Roy's playing, whether that's the four four two now or you know the four three three before, then it's quite hard to get a look in. And and yeah, like you say, if 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 he did a lot in training or he he showed something else to Roy, then you would assume he'd get more game time. So it's not really a surprise. I think the writing was on the wall from last year, really. Um, I just assumed he'd run his contract down and leave in the summer. So I go. I suppose the only shock was that he left in January. Um, but now that we've picked someone else up, who I'm sure we're, we're going to talk about, it sort of makes sense that he'd go in January and we say thanks and have a good one. Yeah, I mean, with he's a centre midfielder who's coming and Roy clearly in his four four two will quite happily sacrifice one of his flanks to play a centre midfielder out there. He did it with um, Ruben Loftus-Cheek. He's doing it currently with Eze. He tried to do it with Max Meyer, but it didn't really work. Um, so, I mean, it'll be it'll be interesting to see where we move to next season because with, um, with MacArthur aging a bit, McCarthy talks about him leaving, but he's also, you know, you could get injured at any moment. Uh, you kind of then look at Jairo Riedewald, who's a young, exciting centre midfielder, and you wonder if he'll actually be given a long run in there or we'd actually try and bring someone else if, well, if God forbid, Roy's still in charge next season, which I think is looking increasingly likely that he might be. Um, go on, Albert. Do you think Hennessy waved him off? <laughs> Well, um, I hope not. Uh, but we're sort of talking about uh, waving him off. He did seem to get quite a lot of quite a lot of love from Palace players. There was lots of lots of players posting on social media, like saying goodbye to him, and you know, he's, he seemed to be having quite a good relationship with them. So, yeah, it seems, it seems like he might be if it, the loss might be felt around the the changing room and the training ground because he seemed. He seemed to be likes, but yeah, just sad times. It hasn't worked out, but he's, as Heskiff says, he goes out the door, another one comes in. Now, I'm, I'm going to speak to Albert first. Let you contain your excitement, Heskiff, that we've signed a Frenchman. But um, Albert is a striker that probably none of us have ever seen play. So what could be more exciting? Correct. <laughs> until, we, <laughs> until, we see him, until we see him play. <laughs> Oh, it's just as it's not Ivan Kavidis all over again, is it? Do you know what I mean? Like just, just another. Like I say, I can't profess to have heard of him, let alone seen him play. Uh, but for God's sake, he's a striker. You know, based based on where we are in terms of strikers, the odds on him scoring as many or maybe even more 
than our current strike force is actually quite good just based on the <laughs> fact that the current strike force barely scores. So when you look at it like that, it's a great signing. You know, the, the potential's there to improve vastly on what we've got. And that might just be by scoring like four goals. So <laughs> good luck to him. Yeah, well, I think he's he's done all right in a very crap Mainz team, really. Uh, you know, really struggling in the Bundesliga, but he's still scored several goals this season, um, including a hat-trick as well, I believe. But um, yeah, so Haskif, you, you've been pining for a Frenchman since Kabai left. Um, you, you've finally got one in. Um, what's your initial thoughts on him? Yeah, like you say, I need I need another French French lad in. Mama has been basically injured the whole time he's been here, so that hasn't really counted, and he's off anyway. Um, yeah, it, like I was said, he's a striker. I mean, obviously he's French. That's great. He's a striker who seems to be able to score. Uh, in a in a decent league, I mean, let's not forget he's got, you know, twenty five goals in sixty games or something in the league that Alexander Serlot scored one in twenty. So he's obviously got something about him. It's not a pub league. Um, and if if people weren't excited already, listen to how excited German people are about this. I mean, <laughs> do I need to say anything else? Um, well, probably, probably not. Can you translate that one? Uh, I think oh, that, that... goal, 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 Jean-Philippe Mateta. <laughs> goal, 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 Jean-Philippe Mateta. Goal, goal, goal. There you go. Chant. Done. He's at home already. Um, I did I did listen to uh, an interview with the Mainz fan that DR did on the Back of the Nest YouTube, which is um, well worth a listen if you haven't listened to it already. It's only sort of a quarter of an hour long. Um, and I liked a lot of what he said. You know, he, he said that he's good in the air, can hold the ball up. Um, apparently, he's a really likeable bloke. So the fans sort of backed him. Uh, good, 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 good positional sense, he said as well. I think. Yeah, I mean, it obviously helps getting the fans on side if you're scoring goals. So I'm sure if he does have mm. one too. Um, but he's still young as well. I mean, he's only 23, so you know this is another sort of step in in the Eze Ferguson mould of bringing in younger players as part of this this rebuild. Uh, and I think what I do like about bringing him in in January is that you know he's got the rest of this season to sort of bed in settle in and bed in and then next sit season really and sit on the bench <laughs> and then uh next season if Roy isn't here uh he can hit the ground running you know because uh, you know there's gonna be a big sort of upheaval in the summer isn't there so um it's it's a good chance for him to sort of get, get to know the team bed in and then really kick on next season mm. Yeah, I'm, it's an interesting one. I, with the loan, I, I, you've got to imagine that this is something to do with Benteke and whether he's signing a new contract or whether we want to get someone in who we can see if we have a replacement so we don't have to keep Benteke any longer and can let him go. I don't know. It's um, It seems like a weird deal to do, especially with Batshuayi in and um, Ayu and Zaha and Benteke. It's a striker was one area that I really didn't think we were going to try and strengthen. When obviously you know they've looked at it and thinking strikers aren't still aren't scoring enough goals outside of Wilf, so they brought someone in. So I'm I'm surprised, but it'll be interesting to see how it works out. Um, big big guy, 
um, kind of Benteke size in that sense, but looks a little bit chunkier than him as well, a bit stronger. Um, so, f- f- yeah, I mean, if we play to his strengths, hopefully he'll score some goals, but who knows? And I mean, Albert, uh, I've seen various different uh, opinions of people suggesting that the song should be a Hakuna Matata. Um, I've seen um, it be referred to as brilliant, but also referred to as fucking Nigel's. So what do you reckon? Uh, I'll go with the latter, please, Terence. <laughs> I'll go with the latter too, yeah, I think. Um, but I don't know. It's, it, it, it's, I mean, the players don't get songs anymore, do they? How, how does a player earn a song these days? Uh, well, fans need to be in the ground first. Um, so that's mm. that's the initial stumbling block. Uh, um, yeah, I don't know. I, it just seems so long ago since I was in a football stadium watching football that all those little superfluous details almost feel like they yeah they never existed. So talking of singing songs, um, I stumbled across on iTunes. It's also on um, Spotify as well. The Anthology of Palace Fans, Volume 1. Have you seen this? No. One so, so it's got 73 tracks <laughs> on it. And it starts off with Glad All Over. Obviously. So when I, when I turned it on, I was expecting Glad All Over by Dave Clark 5. But no, it was this. And it is 73 songs of Crystal Palace fans singing. I like, God knows how people have got it, who's recorded this. But um, it's we got need very... To, ex- we need to record on. like an infomercial for it, featuring classics such as... Yes, definitely. Over. Ron Nodes' mother is a... Beep. Well, this 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 is what um, <laughs> you know. It starts it starts off with a classic. It's glad all over. We love you. We are Palace. Uh, goes down. Eagles. It's got the old classic from E I E I E I O. All of that. Um, and you know, I was just scrolling down and laughing, flicking through songs, and then you start getting you know a bit bit more um, PG thirteen. Get into them. <laughs> uh, and the hark now here, and then. As it goes further down, um, we we start getting into We Hate Brighton and it's got 30 goals, thanks a lot, in there as well. Um, And then we get into Who who the Hell Are You? It doesn't say fucking. Um, It's got... uh, What else have we got? We've got this. (laughs) (laughs) Fucking useless. Followed by Dirty Northerners. (laughs) Uh, Stick Your Clappers. Uh, and also, this was also a favourite. Wake, 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 wake up! 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 It is brilliant. Go and have a go and have a listen to it because um, just at the next well, next Palace game is on TV. Turn fucking Martin Keown down and put this on. Sound much better. Track seventy three. Oh, Tommy Robinson. <laughs> <laughs> no, track, track 73 is Cheers. I don't know what that means. Is it the theme oh, from Cheers? Hey, it's nice. Olays. So when you're passing the ball. Oh, Can, uh, I mean, obviously you've seen the list, Terence, so you can't really play this game. But Heskiff, if I, if I gave you a, a, a minute, do you think you could name 73 individual unique Palace chants? 
Well, that's what I realized. This is like, wow, I know the, all the words to at least 73 songs. This is <laughs> lu- ludicrous. That geezer on the drums got a lot to remember when you think about it. Well, if you think about it as well, like you go to Southampton and all they sing is when the Saints go marching in. And we've got 73 songs at least to go after. We're prolific. We're like fucking, we're the Paul McCartney of fucking football fandom. Yeah, but. Um, to end on the, the, the track list in track 69, Tom Saws. Oh, and God. Saws is what I got the last time I had a 69. So, um, oh. <laughs> Adam, can, you, oh, can yeah. you play the Tom Saws one? I can't, I can't remember any fucking chant for Tom oh, Saws. Okay, in, incoming. Is it uh, lots of groaning? Oh, God. Yeah, there you go. So I mean, naff in it needs a bit more bass. <laughs> I, th- I think that just might be me playing it through my phone. But um, yeah, so there you go. The the Crystal Palace fans anthology, volume one. When uh, does volume two come out? Um, let's see if there's a volume two down here. There's oh, there's another one. Um, what year was this released? Oh, 20, 2015, apparently. Oh. Yeah, no fans trying to go on to 2006. This one, but that doesn't seem right because there's songs on there, including um, Glenn Murray, so that can't be right. But so it looks about 2015. Fair play, yeah. Get my Ritz out for the lads and other classics. You've just suggested that Get my Ritz out for the lads is a classic, but I guess it's pretty good. Well. <laughs> I would you say it's on. It's on iTunes. Yep, iTunes, I'm Spotify. Not, I'm not for that. On iTunes. Well, well, I have, I have um, Apple Music. Uh, Apple, Apple Music, yeah. So I don't know how much it is, but it's on Spotify as well. If you have a Spotify. No, I'm on. I'm, good news for me. I'm on Apple Music, so all bought and paid for. Thank you very much. Well, there we go. So um, we'll we'll look into doing that infomercial then for this, and we'll get we'll get in some sales. <laughs> Sure. Should we talk about some actual football then? Um, nah, let's just wrap it up there, mate. Well, I mean, you didn't message before in the WhatsApp group saying who are we playing. So <laughs> I was just checking that you guys had done your homework on West Ham United. That's Thank better you. research than we normally do. We normally wait till the end and then say who, who have we got again. Who we got next? Yeah, I mean, I, I was going to be asking that question, so I can do that research now while one of you two are talking about football. Back of the Nest, sponsored by Pitch Sport. Fun time videos, choose your match day squad, post match ratings, and much more. Available to download on the App Store and Google Play. PitchDMM.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. 
Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. So um, it is West Ham who are unbeaten in their last six in all competitions. Um, at the time like of us. At the time of recording, of course. A bit like us, um, when we get going under Roy, every, everything's a tight game. All the winning margins are by one. Um, Heskiff, what did you think of them when we played them at Upton Park? Do you think, um, well, at least up until Benteke went off, I, I would say we were probably the better team there. But um, Yeah, I'd agree. I thought, well, yeah. I, watched, uh, I watched a couple of their games on telly since, and they've looked, they've looked all right, but I just... Yeah, it just made me think. We, I I thought we were a much better team actually until until the sending off, which, as we all know, is a fucking terrible decision. Um, so they, they, I mean, there should be something there where we can say that we, we know we can play well against them and 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 get at them because we already did. Um, but yeah, I don't know if it's it's sort of more of a case of if we let that first goal in, are we just gonna sort of crumble because you know if you look at the the teams that have beaten us of, of late like Newcastle are terrible uh Liverpool, Liverpool can't score against anyone except against us where they score seven um no, they, they, they've scored eight goals in their last six games Liverpool <laughs> seven go. of them seven of them were against us should have, kept, um, should have held some back shouldn't they before we played Man City everyone was like oh they're not firing are they Man City it's not the team oh 4-0 you know, so I do, I do think we're at the point where if we let in the first goal, we sort of sort of give up a bit and and let it go. Let uh, it... Yeah, I, I think every time on the TV they put that record up about when we go behind. But it's an age since we last won when we went behind. I think it was it was. Um, I don't. Oh no, that was the last time we lost when we scored the first goal was at Anfield when we lost four three. Another Max Meyer goal in that one. <laughs> But yeah, they they always put up the stat up that we just do not win when we concede the first goal. I think we only have one point this season, which would be Spurs. Yeah, mm. but we—I mean, we we we've, last season we I think we came back from behind in both games against West Ham, didn't we? So yeah, come back to win. Yeah, we could do it. Um, but yeah, like you say, they're in good form. Um, Bowen's look good from what I've seen. Uh, so it, it it'll be a it'll be a tough one, but. We just need to. We say this every week. We need. We need to have a good start and and be positive because, as we said, getting naught shots on target. I think you you told us it was twenty six percent of our games this season. We've not had a shot on target, which is insane. Yeah, I found out that include um, the number I saw included cup games, so that percentage comes down a little bit. Because I thought they were talking league games, but then I think if you you don't want to look at that stat if you include one shot on target. <laughs> it gets way, way worse. And, and that's the thing. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not a surprise when you see some of our games. Like you look at that Wolves Cup game, and I know Man City are Man City, but still, it, it was pretty dire, wasn't it? So we just need to get out of this, get out of this little rut of not creating anything. Because as much as we bang on about how great it is to sign a new striker. If we don't create any chances, don't make any difference, does it? Mm. Well, um, whoscored.com, which is a website that we love on Back of the Nest, as you all know, 
there isn't a preview for this game yet because they've got Doncaster in between. But it says, um, <laughs> match forecast, West Ham will score from a set piece. Very likely, considering they're very strong at scoring from set pieces and we're very weak at defending them. Um, and Albert, it doesn't help that they've got um, one of your old boys up there, Craig Dawson, going up for corners and free kicks. It's not, it's not a very helpful thing to say, is it, Terence? <laughs> um, I, I, I miss. It's gonna I'm certainly gonna miss not being in the ground and being able to shout at him. I will still probably shout at him through my TV on get that, Tuesday get night. That wake up chant on your phone, pumping through <laughs> some sort of sound system. <laughs> Just play it on loop for the entire ninety minutes. Yeah, mm, yeah, but um. It's yeah, it's it's another one of those uh, not being s- secure from set pieces when we're defending them, and not keeping clean sheets. Or you know, I, I guess we've we've kept a couple recently, but conceded a a lot more goals than you expect a Roy Hodgson outfit to do. So, do you worry that West Ham are going to take advantage of that? Uh, I worry about them scoring from all avenues, not just set pieces. I mean, <laughs> yeah, we're. We're very sort of flimsy at the moment at the back. Um, West Ham have put, yeah, put together a decent string of results. And yeah, crucially, like, like you've alluded to, Terence, they don't concede a lot. Um, mm. So that doesn't make great reading for us. Uh, but like you say, we were, I've, yeah, I thought we were a better team in the last game. It was only a really shit sending off and, uh, you know, one in a thousand goal of the season contender that sort of scuppered that for us really um, and he's no longer there he's gone now so. and he's no longer there so all, all all things point to a positive outcome for us but <laughs> <laughs> and we all know what that means I don't know it's, it's it's hard to say it really is hard to say they're like I said they're, you know they're, they're a team in form we're a team very much not in form uh, but I just don't like losing to West Ham so I really hope that that's not the case. Yeah, it might not be. I mean, look, it's it's very easy to get downtrodden after getting spanked four 0 at City, but you know it is Man City. We were, if you look back to the two previous games where we picked up results against Man City, it was Jeff Schlupp and Zaha's pace on the counter attack that really caused them problems, and obviously both of those players were missing from that game. Um, Man City have barely conceded a goal. I think, I think they've conceded six in all competitions in their last 22 or something. And um, for context, the only team that's bettered that in the last um, 50 years or something was Chelsea in 2005 when they barely conceded a goal at all. Um, so, you know, they've defensively, they've certainly shored it up at the back and, you know, if if better teams than us aren't creating chances against them, then well, there you go. It's, it's going to be very difficult for us to do it. And um, yeah, hopefully Wolf will be back for this one, and um, it can it can be a bit different for us. And you know, West West Ham aren't Man City; they can't just you know <laughs> sit on top of us like deep in our own half the entire game and not have to worry about any counter-attacking threat because we should have some more players back. But before that, you know. If you count out the FA Cup game is two clean sheets in the league, we kept Leicester to only one goal, um, a late goal in that, albeit we did save a penalty. And then before that, it's obviously got the 3 0 and the 7 0. So there, there's hopefully been some signs that we're getting back towards being a little bit more, more solid defensively and a bit more how Roy's looking. But I think, you know, 
we've got two big tests coming up in playing West Ham and then playing Wolves again. It seems like all we ever do is play Wolves at the moment, but it'll be Wolves again. So I think those next couple of games can really set the tone for the fixture list that's coming up, which, you know, um, if you play fantasy football, you probably want Wilfred Zaha in there because they're a run of fixtures that hopefully we should um, pick up some points from. But um, who knows? Heskiff, what's the score going to be? I mean, yeah. Is it back to winning ways or is it a draw or what what are you thinking? Uh, I'll go 1-0. 1-0. Positive. I like it. Yeah. Uh, And Albert, what about you? Heskiff's nicked mine. Uh, Sorry. That's fine. That's fine. Oh, God. That was as positive as I was feeling. So I guess I'll have to just go nil-nil. Ugh. Yeah, I was thinking. I was, I was thinking that, but then, like looking back, because um, you love to correct my predictions last week. Uh, it was like one, the last six games: one, one, three, two, one, 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 two, two, one, one, one. So it's uh, certainly a fixture that's got both teams to score written on it. So uh, I suppose I'll go. I'll go for a two-one Paddis win. I'll be positive and um, Mateta off the bench to score a winner on his debut. Um, trying to think when was the last time we had a striker score a, a winner on his debut what did we have James Vaughan scored a hat-trick on his home debut didn't he but it wasn't his full debut when's the last time we had a striker that scored a winner full stop <laughs> <laughs> um, Jordan Ayew at Brighton no it can't be that can't be right Jordan Ayew against Watford Jordan Ayew at Bournemouth last season there you go that must be it. Oh, grim. Oh no! Come on, we've had this season. Let's come on. No, we've had. <laughs> let's let's not be harsh. Ben Teke scored a couple at West Brom. Yeah, come on. We've had strikers score. Don't worry about it. Don't 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 be so harsh. Things are getting better, Albert. Yeah, Things you're are right. Better. You're right. It's all about to turn. The tide's about to turn. We're going to go on one of those runs where Hodgson, you know, pins together, you know, fifteen points out of nowhere. Don't worry Please. about it. right so i do know what the plan is for next week i imagine we will be back recording on wednesday after the west ham game and um we will i imagine be reviewing this game and previewing wolves who will be coming to sellers park on saturday yeah not them again i know tell me about it which is, you know, we did so well against them in the first season. They came up. We was one of the only teams that did do well against them. But since then, it's been, um, yeah, Shit. it's been slim, slim, slim pickings. That's for sure. Shit pickings. Yeah, but I don't know. So we'll see. I, I, it might be us three. You never know. Hambo might join in uh, because it's a review. But we, we shall see what happens then. And um, yeah, hope you enjoyed the show. And until next week, up the palace. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 
And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.